Hello, hello. This is Self-Discovery with Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. I'm your host, Alicia. I'm a certified life coach and an accountant. I'm certified in the state of Connecticut to assist with individuals in an act of domestic violence or sexual assault situation. I'm also a survivor of domestic violence myself. Self-Discovery is here to assist survivors in rediscovering themselves through my podcast with relevant topic where we discuss how, why, and solution. Before we get started, I want you to get your notebook, journal, or paper, pencil, and pen, and write down whatever resonates with you or whatever you can pass on to friends, family, or anyone who might be an assistant who just wants an understanding. This evening, our guest is Deborah. She works with the court system, and she's going to explain, not even explain, but just give us her perspective of what she view and see working in that environment when it comes to abuse, the people who are accused of abuse and the abusee, the victim, and just what goes on from her perspective. Deborah, take the floor. Yay. Hi. <laughs> well, I work in the court system, as, as Alicia said. And what I see as far as um, people that come in that are abusers, uh, when they stand before the court, they try to tell their story as if they are the victim a lot of times. Um, then there's some that don't say anything at all. And some also go into their own stories as far as what happened to them in the past. Maybe trying to explain to the court why they are the way they are. Um from what I see, the courts kind of look at it, they kind of look at it kind of evenly, but most, a lot of times, not really. Okay. So. Explain that. Do do the court ever feel empathy for when an abuser come in and said he was abused as a child? Do they suggest therapy or what? Or do they just say, okay, we understand, we hear you, but do they still lock him up or let him allow him to be out again? Or her? Well, it depends on the thing. Um, they do offer therapy all the time. They That they do. Excuse me. Um, as far as them letting them out, it depends on the situation. Um, if there's an order of protection in place and the, the people, they live together, Mm -hmm. They have to have somewhere to go other than to where the victim is if they live together. Um, even if they live in the same building, they have to have someplace else to go before they let them go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, basically, yeah. That's yeah it. So one question. So you ever um, ever been in a space where you're with the abused, um, the person who are the abuser, and have they ever confessed to saying yes, I did it, and I would do it again. Are there are they that bold? Because I've known people well, who are that bold. They say it openly in front of a lot of people. Yeah, I'll I'll kill her. I'll kill it. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, to court officials, no, but you do hear them talking to each other. But the court officials around, they don't care. Isn't it the same? Are they not thinking? It's. No, it's not like um, we can, if we hear them say something, mm -hmm. we can inform 
the um the judge or the DA or whatever. But for the most part, it's hearsay. So we kind of don't get involved in that too much unless it's a real threat. Oh, I'm going to kill the next when I get out or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or um, they're going to just hurt somebody when they get out. You know, I'm going to do X, Y, Z or whatever. Then we'll inform somebody. But they're most of the time, they're just boasting to their fellow um, inmates. <laughs> Why that's bragging rights? Yeah, it is. Oh wow, to beat on your woman, yeah. bragging rights. Wow. So the, they're surrounded with low capacity, low low IQ individual. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> right. So another thing I would like mm -hmm. to ask. So, has there been anyone who have actually been in the court? The victim. I've said this person is going to do so and so, and because they're so manipulative. Mm -hmm with the tone, the abuser, that they get, they you know, they get out and they end up back again and they did exactly what the victim said they were going to do to the victim. Have that ever happened? And in that case, if you are in the space to see that, what actually happened at that mm -hmm. point, especially if they have the same judge? Well, that has happened, yes, numerous times. Um, usually they would, when they come back in and they see the same judge, the judge will put either a higher bail. Um, they will recommend that they stay in jail without bail. Okay. For us, they only do it for a certain amount of time, though. Yeah. According to the law, they only do it for a certain amount of time. So it's a lot of times their hands are kind of tied oh. with that because you can't keep them in jail forever. No, you can't. No. So um, they would... Um, Pretty much, it's, sometimes it depends on what it is. If they really hurt the person, the state will take over or the, the county will take over and try the person on a criminal case. Okay. And it will go to trial and they will get, like, state time, like, go upstate. Yeah, but that time is usually not a lot. I mean, which, which under which level do you do the person serve more, county, state, or federal, or is there such thing as city? No, it's just county. County, state, like and federal. Okay. So yeah. give the most time. If you get the most. Yeah, if the most uh, sentence. I'm, I'm using the wrong word. Like if, if you're charged, mm -hmm. if you're charged, if the court is through the county versus through the state and the federal, which one you'll end up with more time? Um, The state. The state? Oh. And the oh. federal is usually not a domestic violence oh. case. Oh. Not really. Because usually federal is like through if you're crossing states doing crime. Okay. And for the most part it doesn't come in that category. Okay. okay. It'll be a type of charge for something to you know on a federal level. Okay. So it would be in state okay. time. Okay. Now another so, question do you are you aware that usually when these people go to jail, do they ever notify the victim that the person is finally locked up and let the person, the victim, know that how to monitor th that they don't get stuck when they come out? I mean, because a lot mm -hmm. of people make threat on their way in and they actually do try to follow through when they get out, at least mm -hmm. find their victims. How do the court system help those people stay alive?
Well, there's a system in place called a vine system. Mm -hmm. It's like a, I can't remember the whole thing. It's victims intervention, victims something. Mm -hmm. It notifies the victim when the person is locked up and it notifies them if they're released. For instance, in the system, if there's a domestic violence case and the person finished their time and they're getting ready to be released, when the court system like deletes them out the system, the system will make a phone call to the victim automatically. Is it a robo call or is it an actual person calling? It is a robo call. Oh, and if the person missed the call? Um, that I'm not sure. I, I think they call back until somebody answers or leaves a message on a message, message machine. Oh, that's scary. With, yeah. But today, getting so many prank call and so many unwanted call, if you're not familiar with the number, there's a good chance you might not pick it mm -hmm. up and you might not have an answering machine or it might be full. So mm -hmm. if you miss that call, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Now, um, who signed you up for the vine? Is it the court signed you up or you have to initiate that yourself? The court signed you up. Okay, automatically. Now, do they sign up all previous victim in this situation or just the current victim? If this person is a serial abuser. Do they inform mm -hmm. all, all their victim or just the current victim from that particular case? The current victim. Oh, so if this person wants to go on a loose rampage, abusive thing when he comes out, the other people are out of shit, out of luck. Okay, so that's kind of. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to be fun, but I'm just laughing more for nervous laugh that, you know, it's yeah. kind of scary that that happened. Mm -hmm. So um, another question. How often do you see women come in as the abuser? As the abuser? Yeah. Um, not often. Not often? And not often at all. In, when they come in, the guy they abuse, would you say he would he looks strong? Appear because appearance is deceiving. You know, what position mm -hmm. is he usually in when the girl is their abuser? If if it is, I mean, because I don't want to say the guy's weak, because that's not fair. He might be just a gentleman. In what situation do you normally see that? How would you describe the male in this position, in this situation? That we usually don't see because the victim is not there when the oh. the um, defendant is there. Oh, okay. So we really, like, we'll never even see who they are, even with the males. Okay. We never really see who they are. Okay. And, and as far as these women, do they do bragging when they get in the cell? Or do they have, do they look for bragging rights? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I'm curious to know, what is it? Is, is it a bragging right because they feel stronger and tougher within the system to protect themselves? Or is it just to feel like one? I'm trying to understand, what's the purpose going in there and brag that you beat up somebody or hurt somebody? Um, that I'm still trying to understand myself. Um, it's kind of similar to these kids out here just beating up people just because, like, why? There's no reason. So, I, I, there's no reason. It's like, oh, wow. unless the person 
something to you and you got the best of them. Yeah. Okay. But um, just because on a regular basis, that doesn't make sense. Wow. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just to make them feel like they some badass or something. I don't know. Make them feel better about themselves. So it's low self-esteem. And and the last thing I want to mm -hmm. ask you is um, and this one is more. I don't. I hope. I hope you haven't seen any. Have anyone ever actually been in the court a couple of times with the abuser and actually then killed the person and then end up back? You mean let go from the court and then kill the person? Yeah. Well, I hope you haven't experienced that. Um. Hmm. No. Good. Not 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 personally. No. I've okay. seen it. Oh, you've seen it happen. And and, and, yeah, and ooh, scary. Yeah. Let me get my thought together. And is that situation, is there a formal training for the judge and the court system to recognize things better? Because when the I assume when the victim came in, they might have plead that this person is going to kill me, blah, 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 blah. Does that wake mm -hmm. up the court system to reevaluate their process and think about it? Next time, just occur. What do we need to look for? What did we ignore? Is there anything like that ever take place after something traumatic like that happened? There is, but to me, it's not enough because it, it's really not much. It's it's just oh, they're gonna look a little closer into it. Um, they're gonna notify authorities around your neighborhood and stuff like that. It's really not enough. Okay, I believe but, that. <laughs> Yeah, it's really not enough. It's, I mean, they have to do something, but anything short of them putting like an uh, armed guard in front of your door, which they can't do. Yeah, they can't afford um, it. They're not going to do that. Oh, wow. Is <laughs> there any accountability though for for the um for the judge not acknowledging the victim plead, especially when this situation was not a first time court appearance? And not even, even if it wasn't a first time for that particular judge, there's a long history of these people coming back and forth to court for the same violence. Um, is there an accountability when, when there's so much evidence and behavior pattern with the judge loose decision? Is there any accountability for that judge? No, <laughs> no. Oh. What they'll do is put people on extending their jail time over and over again, but it's still after the fact. So, I mean, it's really not. Reactive versus proactive. So the, the judge, because no. I think the judge, I think the judge needs to probably take a class to understand because if the rap sheet, and I can understand people do lie. And I'm gonna ask you that next. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking if you've seen constant evidence where these people are, even if you're not the judge on a regular basis, but you see, because I assume when someone go for the court, there's a, there's a record of these couple or these two people are coming in front of you all the time. There's records of it, right? Yeah. Okay, so the yeah. system have it. So they see that they've been here five, six, ten times over the past two years, which is a lot for a beating and all this other stuff. So that the judge dismiss it and, and let it be lackadaisical, I think there should be some accountability. Now, my question is there, have you ever been seen where a woman lie on a guy about abuse or assault 
at that yeah. at, across that path. And what's usually the consequences in that situation, if you don't mind me asking, if, if you were able to even see that portion of it? Um, there's really no consequence. Now, there is something in place where if you get on like perjury, mm -hmm. they can charge you, but it usually doesn't even go that far. They'll just dismiss the charge from the guy and that's basically it. So <laughs> as what far as the, the female. Go ahead, I'm listening. Huh? Go ahead, I'm listening, sorry. As far as the female is concerned, they'll either just not show up to court or um, usually they don't admit they lied. <laughs> wow. But if it goes as far as like trial and they get up on a stand and they lie, yeah. then be charged for perjury. Wow. So, but does that impact this gentleman record where, you know, does this guy get the case dismissed completely as if it never occurred? Can can this person answer, have you ever been convicted? Have you ever been arrested? Can this person say no or they have to say yes? No, they can say no. They if it's dismissed, no. yeah. totally is dismissed. It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. But can people yeah. go out there and search? Is there still a mugshot of them in the system somewhere or do that get deleted? There's still some in the in the system. It's still in the system, yeah. So somebody can find that, pull it up and make up a narrative because there is a mugshot. Right, right. If they don't look closely into it, they'll see the charge, they'll see the, the picture and the charge, but they won't see that it's dismissed. The, the, <laughs> they won't see that it's dismissed. So then they can kind of run with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, and no one have ever suggested that possibility that in that same picture, they need to put down dismissed somewhere even across the picture dismiss go back and update that file for that person preservation to survive in the world get a job because people will bring up dirty things about you that's not true and then you have to address it and no employer sometimes wants to deal with domestic violence situation or sexual abuse right. situation. Mm -hmm. because people will take the narrative and run with it so what if there's nothing being done in that circle to help these people have been accused wrongfully um, some people can go to the, who was it, either the county building or the, um, the state mm -hmm. and, or they can write to someone to have it expunged off the record pictures and all. Oh, so you have to, you you have have to take the initiative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. They lock you up and does that cost? Yes. <laughs> okay. So they lock you up. So can you sue? You can more likely, I'm, I'm going to speak to a lot. You can more likely sue the woman who accused you wrongfully to pick up the tabs on all those things. You can, yeah. But you're talking lawyer fees and all that stuff. People just leave it alone because of that. But um, you can. I would sue because every time you go to certain things, that thing can pop up and impact your growth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes employers don't tell you why they're not hiring you, why you're not able to grow, why yeah. not able to move forward, because they don't have to share. They don't have to share. They're right, right. not qualified. And in reality, when you apply for 10 jobs and you and you don't get it, you're not thinking. And they're not mm -hmm. going to each person they don't hire and give them an explanation. 
Right. They do they do, right. do background check. Now, every job, even the organization you join, do background check. And yeah. so there's a the good yeah. chance that will surface. And, you know, in the mugshot, mm. you know, we don't know to what extent a background check encompass. Wow. Like when people are filling out applications and stuff like that, they'll ask you on the application, have you, you know, any type of involvement with law enforcement or whatever. So you, they, ha they have you put it down. They give you the opportunity to put it down and explain it or whatever. So when they do their background checks, and it comes up, it's already explained on the application. Yeah, but, you know, with society stereotype when you're Black and you automatically explain it, there's oh, yeah. a lot of people that say, yeah, okay, yeah, you're innocent. You're right. You just got off. So it's supposed to be dismissed, but you really, you do, if you do, you know, either way, you're damned. Because if you put it down, mm -hmm. you put it out there for them to look for it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't put it out there and they see it, you didn't include it, but it's not, and they, you won't know. So I, I think there have to be a better system in that. Um, I know we detour a little bit mm -hmm. off, you know, abuse situation, but I think mm -hmm. this is the same. Abuse is not just between a man and a woman where the man has the upper end, where it's usually, you know, over 80%, it is that way. But in this situation, mm -hmm. they do happen in those other category where it is women abusing men, women lying, and vice versa. One last thing, have you ever been in a situation where same sex shows up in the court and how frequent is that? That's not often. I've, I haven't seen it often. Okay, I know they definitely don't come. They Both both sides get discriminated against. Mm -hmm. I have Actually, I've never experienced that with both okay. sex. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Deborah. Is there anything else you'd like to leave out there for someone who work in the court? Because I know um, we ask a lot of questions. There is solution, um, but you know, system. We're fighting for more. As an advocate, we are fighting for more system, more, more, more things in place to protect the victim. From your perspective, what would you suggest to the system mm -hmm. to one just one thing that you think might have a great impact based on your experience? viewing, you know, observing and working in that area? Um, I would say to improve that vying system <laughs> or put something else along the lines in there that would notify, and like maybe an email system that would keep emailing the person to check on them or um, notify them what proceedings the the the, the abuser is 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 going through mm -hmm. and when they're thinking about letting them go or something like that yes i agree with I, you i also think that's all thing i remember too huh i think that you also add another family person instead of just the victim by themselves they should add another person so if the victim miss it then this other party mm -hmm can notify the victim. Somebody else besides for just the victim right. living in a, the, you know what I mean, in a vacuum too. But right. right. I mean, I don't know exactly everything about that system. Maybe that it's maybe that they can put on a second person. I don't know. But um, I know it, the phone call thing is just not enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
because as you said, um, they missed the call or not get the message or whatever. It's, it needs to be something on paper. It could be email and phone call and yes. a, a written letter to your house, you know. Something definitely because the person be more. get notified because I know for me, when um, my situation was there over 30 years ago, I wasn't notified. I knew through family member that this person was coming out. Mm. Okay. The system mm -hmm. that notified me. And I don't know how long Vine, I've heard of Vine. I don't know how long Vine have been in, if it's been in when I was, when my situation was going on. But I only knew because mm -hmm. of other people within that person's circle notifying <laughs> me. Mm -hmm. And I myself also kept in contact with the system to follow up, to try to make sure I knew. But I had to take it on myself yeah. to, to stay on top of it, which is very emotionally draining and stressful. So, mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for your insight and stuff. Um, overall, do you think the system do try? And what do you think about the people that work in the system? I think they they do try, but sometimes the law was cripple them to doing what they want to really do. <laughs> okay. So Okay. So would you suggest tell people regardless of what always come and report the charges? I mean, what's your intake to tell people who are in the position um, where they're being abused, physically abused, and scared to come to the police and report it and scared of the court system? What what do you what do you tell them? I would tell them, you know, you gotta tell someone. Mm -hmm. And if you, you need to tell authorities, um, it needs to be on paper. Mm -hmm. It needs to be in the, in the system or, or as a report or something. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to take a friend with you to go and report this, or if you want to take a friend with you, you tell the friend and the friend will tell the authorities something. You have to do something. You can't just sit there and be quiet about it. Okay. I agree as with you. I agree with you. Um, I know it's a lot of people are scared because especially if they're black and brown people, they're scared the system will turn mm -hmm. against them and make their life yeah. stressful. And and they feel obviously I know a good percentage of the time make their abuser more vicious, especially when the court is not holding them accountable on the first offense, the second and third offense. Mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> you feel why I do it, but you know, from your input, it does think do work better when people do report and the court is taking action, even though it's not a lot, they are taking some action. Right, right. Thank you, Miss Deborah. I really appreciate your insight <laughs> from your perspective working in the court system. Um, I'm sure a lot of people hear that and it teaches us that if people want change, they need to go out there and vote, advocate for the rights mm -hmm. people to be in charge, a lot of positions right. can help with how certain department run their voted mm -hmm. position. So don't sleep on your city officials, local, mm -hmm. state, and county official. Changes come from the people around, and most people don't want to stimulate change until it impacts them or their family. Don't wait for that right. to happen. Don't wait for it to impact your family or friends or your circle. Think about the future mm -hmm. as a whole and just go on a local level and start there. And we're going to wrap it up. 
And I want to mm -hmm. thank everyone. Remember, self-love and self-care with positive affirmation is feeding one mind, body, soul, and spirit. Remember, you are worthy of all good things that comes your way. And my podcast is called Self Discoveries on Spotify. You can find me in Google. You can find me in Apple. And my website is Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. I'm a certified life coach. I coach. I do um, talk therapy. Just go to my website. Once again, it's SurvivorEmpowerLifeCoachFinancial.com. There you'll find all the different service I provide. And I'm also on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful day.